Houston, we are go for launch in T-minus 30 seconds. Every day I become a better operator, whatever it is, and it happens. Why? Because I don't take time off. We are green on all engines, sir. I only knew one way, and I knew the right way. Initiating launch countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 3, 2, 1. The Service Rocket Podcast has good liftoff. Welcome to the Service Rocket Podcast, hosted by Victor, the Rocket Man Rancor. Please enjoy the ride. All right, guys, welcome to the Service Rocket Podcast, episode number one. Uh, it's been a little while since I did a podcast, a little bit of a rebrand, and I figured there's no better way to launch it than the, having the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ishmael Valdez on. How you doing, man? Good, 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 good. I'm actually excited about this shit talking we're about to have. It's been a long time coming. You know, we're in our group chat shit bullshitting all day, but it's, you know, we have some history, man. Obviously, you guys on social media got to watch a lot of it over a couple of years and and the back and forth and all that stuff. And so people are like, hey, man, you still hate it? I'm like, no, man, we we, we squashed that beef. You guys, people got to understand you got two, you're 34 now or 33? 35. You're 35. He's 35. I'm about to be 34. We're two young guys in this giant market. And he started six years ago. I'm about four years in and we're both chasing the same fucking thing. Right. And and I think, you know, people don't understand, like we have this competitive nature and I'll give him, he could be Jordan. I'll be, (laughs) but there's a competitive nature that goes into it. And, and obviously over the couple, the first couple of years, it's, you know, it's a big pissing match going back and forth, but you know, we'll touch on that a little bit, but most importantly, the biggest thing I want to talk about is this deal. You just got done, man. Congratulations. Hey, bro. Honestly, I'm fucking blessed, man. I am. I, I I talk to you all the time now, and we got a group message going on, and you know we we keep in good contact now. I'm gonna tell you something. Like I'm, you already know, I'm not that smart, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty dumb, right? But like God's got my back, and that's that's a hundred percent true for Him to get me here and and be able to come with this deal, and you know be able to you know do what we did in the last six years was pretty fucking was pretty awesome. It was a blessing, so. It's not, it wasn't, it wasn't hundred percent me. It was, you know, it was hundred percent God. Well, before that ever happened, before next gen ever happened, you know, you know, you've been talking a lot about your story, man. Let's, oh, let's hear a little bit about that. Like, you know, there's, there's people that say I came from nothing, but you know, you got no, your family. Let me tell you something. You came from some shit. Look, let me tell you something. When, every time I go to like a, like a, a seminar and, and we're sitting down and I'm listening to these people's stories, like, like. I feel like everybody's chasing to see who has the worst story. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, I started, I borrowed a hundred, like I borrowed $500 from my mother-in-law and I started my business and I'm like, bro, I was born in Mexico. We were five years old. Like I I put up pictures of my house up there when we we were born and I put up pictures when me and my brother were literally the day that they told us, Hey, you're leaving today. Like I put up pictures on, on Facebook. I put a picture on my personal Facebook. Like, it's not a competition to let you guys know how bad we had it. But, like, in Mexico, there's nothing worse than, like, Mexico is fucking poor, homie. There's a bunch of hustlers trying to make money, right? And and it's a third world country, man. So, you know, five years old, they, they bring us to the United States. And and that was my ticket, man. That was my ticket. I'm not going to tell you the soft story about, you know, me losing my mom and and, and and my dad and all that. That that all had to come with the story to, to for me to even be here. But, like... We were blessed, man. From day one, me and my brother, me and my brothers, we were freaking. We we were blessed. We we had to go through what we had to go through to get here and be able to tell our story. Number one, but number two, to be able to appreciate it. Because, dude, 
I know some people that you know made it and and have a ton of money and sold their businesses and and they don't get to they don't get to have the same satisfaction as I do because dude where we came from there was no going back over there you know what I'm saying I think that's one of the things you know talking to you and you know for me I didn't know about you talking to you, you have an infectious just personality just happiness about you and that's probably I mean it's got to be coming from nothing to have what you have yeah, now you're like even if I had nothing I still got more than I had Bro, before I know? walk into I walk into anywhere a Starbucks a bank I walk into the shop I walk into my house I'm always smiling now I'm always smiling I don't give a fuck what's going on in the world anymore or I don't care what's as long as my girls my family which my brothers and my nephews and everything as long as we're all cool, we got a group message too, talking shit in there too. As long as we're all tight and we're all good, and my 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 brothers, my sister, and everybody, like I'm always gonna be smiling, man. Like God got me from you know being in Mexico with nobody, we were orphans, to coming to the United States and selling my company for a fucking record deal. Like, how the fuck are you not supposed to love life? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and, and you know, sitting sitting back in a bird's eye view, just watching it, man. It's you know, it's it's inspired me to like, man. After a while there, I lost you know a lot of my motivation to to do this shit. Like, if anybody that's watching, you guys know this this industry is not it ain't oh, yeah. fun, man. It's a grind. It's day in day oh, yeah. out. You're away from your family. It's long hours. There's always something like shit. I had. My GM crashed her car last night. Uh, another guy, like, I mean, it's always something it's going on. Always something. And it's relentless. And, and you did, you know, obviously it's only been six years, but yep. I, I tell you, it's, HVAC is like dog years, homie. Like, oh, yeah. six years is fucking, oh, yeah. it's actually 60 years, you know what I mean? And, and you had to go through all that stuff. But how do you go from not knowing shit about HVAC, yep. not knowing how to fix an air conditioner, not yep. knowing how to do that? I still don't know, man. I'm not going <laughs> to take credit. I'm, dude, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm the world's best technician or the world's best installer. Like I've never installed in my life. I've never worked on these units. Like when I was starting, I would drop off parts of my guys, and I, you know, I had a I had a Dodge pickup when I started, and we were using their personal vehicles to to install. And uh, my sales guys were using their their own personal vehicle. We just we weren't like, dude. All we were doing is trying to survive. I mean, like we weren't trying to like explode. Like I've always had an ambition to be like since the Ken Starr era came about and I, I got to to live that with him since that came about it opened up my eyes to like man what the fuck like we can we I can do that too you know what I'm saying yeah. and and when we started all we were trying to do is pay some bills like this motherfucker literally fired me okay because I was too expensive that was his excuse that was his excuse I'm like we can't afford it like you're the highest paid employee in the company and you know you know we're going to take a different direction that went like for, for me, like cranking on the phones with the installers. Hey, what do you need? Okay, cool. It's going to get there. Hey, somebody sold. Hey, we'll demo it in an hour. Like me doing that to like, Hey, we need to talk to you. And I'm brought into this office and I'm like, fuck, you don't know what I just built for you guys. Like you had no employees before me. You had like, bro, he had literally five employees for two, 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 three years. And he fucking after, Ishmael, come on, come on, help me, help me, help me. I finally go in there. We built it. We got up to 21 mil in four years, bro. Like, that's not bad. We had 145, 150 employees at our peak. Like, we went from that to, like, two years of not, like, doing the same thing, not being able to figure out to, like, we're doing – I thought we were doing good. Now what I know, now that I know what I know, I'm like, man, he was just – he was just – Trying the fucking company, he wasn't. He was in cash flowing. He, he was. He was using it as a piggy bank, right? Of course, that, that was of always. That was always a thing because you know I, I worked there too, and I went from working at Service Champions, where like, dude, 
you got everything. And all of a sudden, you go to a business. Machine. You go to a business where it's like, uh, they're like, they ain't got no fucking coffee dude, in the coffee in the fucking but breaker. dude. But but you know what? That era of my life, fucking like me being able to go in that operation, right? Going from a counter for you know, I was working there eight, nine, eight, seven, eight years at the counter. I didn't have no intentions of coming over here, right? Me going from there into certain to a home comfort and actually seeing like. God damn, these fucking guys can install, sell, demo, you know, boom, 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 boom. These guys do this. These guys, like every, it was like a puzzle. And, and I would sit down, bro. I would sit down and get there at five in the morning every fucking day for you know, a couple of years I was, I, I was there. And I would sit down and I would look and I would be like, man, this is the most interesting fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like you need all these people to make that one outcome work. Yeah. Right. It goes from a card of revenue installed and collected into your bank account. And all these people in the middle, and that's what fucking drove me nuts. Well, and I think that's probably, you know, you know, people say like, oh, what does Ishmael do better than most, right? And that's, that is start to end. How do I get my, how do I get the yes. money and how do I collect the money, yes. right? And I, and how do I do it fast as fast? Yes. And I think that's one of the things, you know, you know, watching from afar, I can tell in your business, like, it is, we don't leave, we don't leave with zero tickets. No, we close every fucking deal. Yep. And when we close it, it's installed yesterday. Yep. <laughs> and then it's collected as soon as we fucking yep. start that thing up. And a lot of guys don't understand that, like the, the process behind it and how important it is for your cash flow. Like I, I feel like I've never had a I've never had a phone call from you, but I figure when it started out and someone didn't pay you for a couple of days, you're probably at their door knocking on that motherfucker trying to get the cash, right? And I think I think that's huge. If you provide a service, you gotta collect payment. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you didn't provide the service properly or something went wrong in the operation, that's your that's your fault. You as an owner need to fix that. The operation to go from booking to, to collecting. Right, and the basic process that I keep telling you guys, the the operation goes from book to collect. Right, basic. That's your job as an owner. Right, that is your job. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Right now, ninety degrees outside. Dude, we're doing same day installs right now. Yeah. And and I'm gonna drop a golden nugget for you guys. I'm gonna give you guys the biggest fucking piece of advice. Right. And by the way, thank you for inviting me. I forgot to say thank you for inviting. Me. So, but like, if you're not building your business for peak season. You're just like everybody, man. Everybody builds their business based on being scared of the shoulder season. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody that you've ever bumped into. We were building from day one, right? After I knew I had something and after I knew I was getting out of the garage, the license was hitting, the marketing. Like, I already knew. From day one, I was like, okay, cool. How many installs am I going to be doing in prime summer? 10, 15, 20, whatever it was. Okay, this year I'm, 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 I could do 10 installs a day. Cool. I built that business based on the 10 install model. And that's where people mess up. They have their installers. They have their technicians. They have it enough to when the, when the shoulder season hits in October, November, and December, they could still keep them busy. They could still, you know, have enough calls for them, right? And, and, and anything above that, they're scared to hire because guess what? What about when shoulder season happens again? What's going to happen? I got to let these. And that's what will help me out. One of, the, one of the biggest things that helped me is from day one, I built the business based on demand, based on being able to satisfy customer fulfillment on the peak season, not in the off season. The off season, we got to figure out. Yeah. That would, that, dude, there was, there was, to me, there was never a, like, oh man, I got to let go of these people. I got, like, 
year three when my financials were fucked up and I didn't know what I was doing. That's when that's when it hit me. But before that, it was peak season. We got to get this this many installs done, so we got to hire for that. And in the shoulder season, we got to take cheap deals and we got to make sure that crews are getting rotated. They're getting their forty hours in, and we're keeping them busy, right? Because I already knew that if I could keep those ten crews for the off season, the next season coming around, I was able to stack up another ten install crews, right? And yeah. ten technicians and some sales guys, ten sales, whatever it was. And we kept stacking up based on demand. And that's where the hyper growth came about. Right? Yeah. The, 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 six, the six month cycle that I told you that, that, that I worked on, uh, you know, the, the, the rebates with my vendors and the credit card points and, and being able to operate on a six month cycle instead of a 12 month, yeah. that's, that helped us a lot too. So being able to staff up on, 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 on demand season and be able to, being able to you know, do the customer fulfillment process on demand season and the six month cycle of cash flow instead of a 12 month cycle, that's what got the hyper growth going. So right. for happened, you know, this is, I think everybody on the pod, everybody's watching this. The question that everybody always has for me, they probably have for you day one, how, like, how did you start hiring? Cause I feel like all these guys, they want to stay in their truck and they stay small and they're out there working day one. You, you knew day one, you wanted to be Fuck the yeah. leader. Yep. How did you go about hiring those people, bringing them on and starting to scale so quickly? Picking up the fucking phone and calling them, bro. Picking up the fucking phone and calling them and offering more money than what they were getting paid. Dude, the bottom line is people aren't going to fucking come and work for you because you're, you know, a $4 million company in fucking Idaho, right? And you've got a cool shop and you've been in business for 20 years. Nobody gives a fuck about that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People want to make money, right? And, have and by people, and, 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 and by people, I mean, your, 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 your in-house client wants to make money, but they want to have fun too. And I understood that from day one. Yeah. So from day one, I'm like, okay, these installers love fucking, you know, they love clowning. They love, you know, drinking their beer. They love getting paid, you know, when they're going to get paid. They love getting paid, right? They love getting paid top dollar. They don't like going fucking home at 9 p.m. and still making $300. Like, they hate that shit. Yeah. So so when I when I built the business, I was like, cool, I need to I need to grab a shit ton of installers. Many installers I, I, can, I can grab because the sales reps, they all get paid the same, right? And all you have to do is add 1% or 2% to their commission. They're going to jump on board. Yeah. Right. As long as you have calls for them, the sales guys are always going to be satisfied because they're already making a ton of money. Yeah. Technicians are already making ton of money. The reason why we hyper grew so fast is because we were attacking the, the weak side of the operation, which was installers. ever yeah. cater to installers. Like sit down and think about like all the companies that we've known they all cater to the sales reps. They all cater to the upper management team. They all cater to the executive team. They all cater to the technician side because all these guys bring you so much money and the installers are just installing. Yeah. Like from fucking day one, I'm like, no, 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 no. You guys don't get it. Half of the company is install. Well, you can't, you can't have the business. You cannot, of course. Grow, you cannot scale. Like of everybody. So, you know, I had a, one of my managers came to me and they're like, this installer saying this. Yes. He gets I can leave and you should have seen his face. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, I can't replace him. I can replace you, buddy. So Dude, that's, that's a conversation. They're just as important. And I feel like the operation from day one, I knew that because I would always, I, I, when I was with Ken, when I was with Ken and we were starting, I would drive the fucking equipment, drive the material, go pick up a check for him, go. And I would see these guys fucking dirtier than shit sweating crawling in the attic and i would fucking peek in there and they're like trying to fit up a feed uh, uh, uh tighten up a fitting i'm like man these guys are fucking hard working so so i attacked the weak side i started with install and i was like i gotta get more installers i gotta get good installers and i gotta pay them more than anybody and that's what helped us out a lot too if if you can provide the install force 
for these project managers, the sales guys, these channel managers, technicians. So the sales guys, all they care about, do you have leads? Can you install, can you install it? Because they don't get paid That's until it gets exactly. installed. So you have that conversation. They come to you like, oh, you got 10 sales reps, but how booked out are you? Exactly. And they're like, when you tell them you're two weeks booked out, they're like, well, I don't want to work here. I can't get exactly. paid. And get a killer thing like that. So oh, it is important. So now you started your business. Obviously, you came from not from not from pretty much nothing, man. Started <laughs> it, started really fast, grew it really fast. And you know, me and you both came from Home Comfort. I worked yep. there for about nine months. And and the same thing as you. I got to watch, I went from being a sales guy at Service Champions. Service Champions departmentalizes everything. Oh, yeah. If you're a sales guy, you don't see the operation. Oh, yeah. If you're a technician, you don't yep. see sales. If you're an installer, you don't see any of it because they don't want you to learn everything. They want you to learn one thing so you can stay there, right? Exactly. So going from that to working at Ken's, and I'm like, and you know, Ken's living in Hawaii. Yeah. And I'm over here and I'm like, I'm there at six in the fucking morning. And I'm running sales service meetings, sales meeting. Then I'm trying to fucking dispatch people. Yep. And I got to see the back end of it. Ever got paid. So while we were there, you were like the, um, you the were operation the, guy. No, no, you were the ghost. Dude. Everybody's <laughs> like, it was like they said Ishmael, and everybody fucking jumped and wiggled. They're like, I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, yo, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you were at the time. I've seen, yeah. I've seen one of your billboards, but you were still kind of small. Then yep. you weren't like big. But dude, everybody there, dude, like Ken all day is like, did Ishmael call you? I'm like, I'm fucking no Ishmael. Ishmael, me, no, no me. And so I just I always remember that. I'm like, dude, that he had he lived in he lived in so much yep. fear. And the reason people live in fear like that is because they were motherfuckers of somebody Push. else. They fuck somebody else. Push. They're scared of someone else fucking them. Push. And if he was, if he would have taken his time, and I was guilty of it too, focus on his business and not focus on what the exactly. fuck you were. Doing. Exactly. He was exponential growth. That's the dude. That's that's why next gen is where it's at. That's yeah. why next gen is where it's going. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess I, I talk a lot of shit, and I go in there and 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 and, and make sure I'm competitive and, and make sure that people know who I am. At the end of the day, bro, if you talk to anybody at Next Gen up to right now, right, even though this transaction went through, you talk to people right now, homie. I'm there every day, man. Yeah. I'm there every fucking day. And I'm not there like everybody else is there behind a fucking door or in their office chilling, fucking texting and bullshitting. I'm in the fucking executive room and there's fucking glass. The, the, there's a glass a wall an executive room. I don't even have an office. I, I used to have the most decked out offices in the in, in the industry, and I don't I don't have any offices. I'm in the executive room. There's about twelve chairs in there, so we could have our meetings and technicians, sales guys, installing. Everybody walks through that wall. I get to get to the main shop, right? But I'm there, and everybody comes by. I'm like, what's up, man? Well, How's everything going? Right? And that's it's important, right? So, like, obviously, the last couple of years, I've been my mind hasn't been where it needs to be. It was on yep. my business, right? So, yep. if I was there, they were shocked, right? Of and, course. And the fact that I'm there every day, like, it changes the. It's you're the you're the pulse of, of the business, right? You take that pulse out of the business, something something weird happens, right? So, it changes the whole dynamics of the business, but it also people appreciate you, man. Like, if you learn the one thing that I learned from Ken not to do. I talk a lot of shit about Ken because he's a little bitch. But the one thing I I, I, I learned about him is that people, when he would go into the shop, oh, it was he would hide. He was in his office yeah. in Suite A, locked up office, and people would like just not want to talk to him. And I'm like, every time somebody wanted to get near him, nobody wanted to talk. To him. I'm like, I'm never gonna do that. That guy's scared, man. That guy's scared of his own people. That guy's scared of vendors. That guy's scared of paying bills. That guy's scared of all that shit. And that's the one rule that I live by right now. There's nothing in this fucking world that scares me. The only thing, is, oh, let me rephrase. The only thing that scares me is me leaving these four girls that I have in my wife alone in this world. That's the only thing that scares me. Other than that, everything's gravy for me, homie. Yeah. Like I'm uh, an insult. Why do you want to race? Man, it's like, why do you want to race? 
What have you done that you deserve a raise? A fucking technician, my calls there. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it, man. If a sales guy comes in, he's having a bad week and he needs to talk to me. Cool, man. Let's talk about it. I am not scared to talk about anything to anybody. And if it's something that the company's doing, I'll man up. I'll be like, hey, man, here you go. Yep. Here you go. Here, here's your here's your raise. Here's your better calls. Here's this. Here's that. Right? Go out there and prove yourself. And that's the one thing that helped us out a lot. I've never been scared of any, of any of my employees or any of the vendors because everybody that comes to Nexion, I know we're paying top dollar. Nobody's going to fucking keep them busy all year round and pay top dollar. I put a fucking contract in the front of them and I tell them, look, you're getting hired by Nexion. I'm the owner. Read that fucking contract and exactly what that contract says, that's how you're going to get paid. You're never going to come up to telling this is a conversation I have with employees. Did I promise you something that's not on the contract? No, everything's there. Cool. Sign off on it. Sign off on it. Here's your here's your copy. I don't ever want you to come up to me and be like, well, come on, Ishmael. You could hook it up on this call. Or come on, Ishmael. On this job, I sold it kind of good. You could give me an extra little. No, 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 no. That's not how we work here, man. I am straight black and white here, right? If I tell you, hey, you're going to get X, Y, and Z, you're going to get X, Y, and Z. Sign it. Boom. Here's your And Now, if we make a mathematical mistake, the one thing I'm going to tell you, and this is where everybody fucks up. And I'm talking ARS fucking fuck ups. I'm talking corporate fuck up. Like the one thing that I that I've been saying since day one. Number one, I'm never gonna promise you something that that, that I don't come through. But number two, if there's ever a payment discrepancy on your check, there's never ever. I don't give a fuck if I'm in 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 going fly here and check myself out of my personal account. There's never going to be. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll have a check tomorrow. We'll come back at the end of the week. We'll add it to your next check. Never in my fucking life, I told them in five minutes, if there was a mistake done to your check, you will get a check written by somebody in this company, CFO or myself with the cancer team, to make sure that you're done right. Because I want you to get, get your mindset straight. Yeah. You got your money. You got everything I promised you. And every single call, you get your three calls a day, every single call, you're going to put 100% effort in it. I don't want you to worry if they're going to pay you. I don't want you to worry if you're going to make money. I don't want you to worry about shit. That call, that customer is the most important thing. Well, I think that's one of the big things too, as a sales rep or technician and, and having that peace of mind, right? Like of a lot of guys that, you know, they make their pay plan so complicated. They got to jump through hoops. They got to do all this. Yes. Shit. And the guys, the guys in the field, in front of the customer, worrying <laughs> about how he's going to get fucking paid <laughs> rather than paying attention exactly. to the customer. And I, I never understood it. And I'm like, my guys, my, I make my pay plan super fucking simple. You do this, this, and this, you get paid. Yes. And a lot of guys I talk to them, they're like, I got to look at my pay plan. I'm like, fuck your pay plan. I would never work there because all I'm going to think about is how is he going to fuck Bro, me? Literally, I have Leland texting me about my pay plan. How the fuck did you make it so simple? Why are you paying so much? How can you afford to pay so much? I literally have Leland texting me that shit. I'm like, bro, if you have to wait for somebody to tell you what you're going to get on your car, your, your plan is too complex. You need to fucking make it so simple that as soon as they hit submit on that freaking service sign or Sarah or whatever, as soon as they hit submit on that call, it goes to production. They know within three seconds exactly to the penny how much they're going to make. So they could go to their next call and they could put on a performance again, right? But, dude, th let's talk about that. The simplification of plans, the simplification of pay structures, of, of marketing, of, of the operation is what drives the fucking growth, man. Yeah. I first started.
I was using Leland's pay plan, right? And it was like you got like everybody you got this, <laughs> and then if you if you discount, you got this. But if you didn't discount, you got this, and it was and then you got an accounting problem. And then then the guys like, well, I didn't miss that. And then the, the installers are yeah. fighting over, say, no, there's yeah. two more ducks or whatever yes. the shit is, you know. Yes, yes, yes. And now yeah. every department's against every department. Yeah. The project managers hate the installers. The technicians don't like the like, dude. And it's a fucking war zone in it. And now I get why you would walk into your shop and be like. Well, you know, we can circle back to that working at home. I, I saw I worked there for nine months. I was never once alone in an office with that guy. Like I he wouldn't, I would he would come in from Hawaii flying, everybody's excited. I'm like chasing him down, like, where you at, motherfucker? Come here. <laughs> and like I'm and I'm his top sales rep, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, you know, like, you know, that was the one thing I, you know, I hated. I was so underappreciated, even at service champions, right? Yep. I remember I had just won airtime 500, top sales guy in the country. I'm a brand new sales guy. I just started being a sales guy. I'm like, dude, I'm so going to yeah. give me my award in front of everybody. Nope. You know where my fucking <laughs> hallway? He said, here, bro. <laughs> hey, here you go. Like, I don't, like, don't want to piss up all the older guys off uh, that you beat them. I'm see? like, I'm like, that's the old school way. I'm like, that's thinking, not how you do shit, man. Like, that's the old school way of thinking. Well, the other thing is data cue. Let's talk a little bit about that. Oh. Like, you know, obviously from I don't, I've never, but I've seen your office like that. The fact that you have that in front of your guys all day long, the yeah. competitive uh, competitive oh, advantage and stuff like that. Talk about how that's changed your business too. So, so look in 2017, 18, when we were going through those, you know, financial uh, crisis or whatever you want to call it, I, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it's called: the fucking ignorance of me not educating myself on financing got me to to 32, 30 million dollars, and then I was stuck there. I could, to me as an operator, there was nothing. My ceiling was at $30 million because I didn't know my finances, my financials, right? So, so when, when that happens, right, I start fucking working on the business and every single sector of it, right? Not just the install department, the sales department, the tech department. That's what everybody works on. Like I started educating myself, man. What the fuck is gross profit? What, like, what is overhead? How, what, like, what is net profit? How do you control? Yeah. How do you make controls in the company so you can produce profit? How do you build a management system that you don't have to be glued to your phone or answering phone calls trying to put out fires? Right? Do you hear what he's talking about? Profit. So if you guys don't talk about profit every day, oh, like dude. that's you know that's one of my core values in my business. If, you, if I don't got any profit, I can't even run a business. No, I can't I grow. I can't. You're not doing anything. So if you guys are out there. And first off, I just had a conversation with somebody. He's like, hey, would you be interested in partnering with me? I said, you got your year-to-date P&Ls. Well, I don't have them yet. I'm like, you have months. We'll not have them. If you're waiting on your financials, you don't have that stuff that held in. That's where you get what you know, I was just talking about, the trouble, right? Of course. I remember having a conversation with you, 2000, I think it was 2020. Yep. And no, maybe 2000. It was, I don't remember a month. Ago, I was in your office, and you're like, you're telling me what you're going on. He's like, he's like yeah. He's like, by, by November, you'll be out of money. <laughs> and, I was like, what? and I was like, nah, fuck you. I ain't gonna be because you know, just like you, you know, my ego is big as shit, especially back then. Like now, both of us have toned it down so much. It's like because we got humbled. I got humbled. I want to help, man. Honestly, I got humbled by in 2018 when I when I learned my financials. I I, I got a reality check, but dude, I'm here to help, homie. Like if you guys have any fucking questions, that's why I do these podcasts. That's why I help. That's why I hop on you know all these Zoom calls because. The, what I didn't know in 2000, that dude, none of you fucking people know. No. Like all you people are scared. You know, you know the number one most, the 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 most successful operators in the industry, in our industry, are accountants, homie. Yeah, Elin's an accountant. Account. Jonathan's an accountant. PK's an accountant. Kevin's got a fucking account. Like all these guys that we fucking seen that are 100, 150, 200 million dollars, super profitable. 
They're all accountants, man. It's all it's all about a number of them. And of and I think that's that's the one thing that's changed. Obviously, my outlook on everything in my business is learning the numbers. Like I know today, right now, today we're gonna net profit forty thousand nine hundred and thirty-eight dollars so far today. It's gonna be more by the end of the day, right? I, dude, but I'll I, take that profit all day long. But I know right now I already know I'm making money today. And the reason I know that is I took the time to figure out what my overhead is, how much am I spending on this, how much is that, and then how much yeah. and then I have a I have a chart that says, Hey, this is how much the equipment, this is how much financing. Boom, when it's done, I know exactly what it, if the installs get done, yep. they don't get done, fucks everything up. But if the installs get done today and I'm this pushing how much we're gonna push. this is how much we're gonna make today, yeah. right? And once you get that down, it's it's uh it's freedom, right? You get that Dude, you don't know what you have, you, you got worry, right? Of course, you don't know what you don't know. And I gotta give props to Lewis. Nobody gives enough props to that guy. That guy's probably one of Dude, the best all operators. All you do is talk shit. Dude, <laughs> I talk shit on him, but I Lewis love that. Watching dude, right man. Now, all the, if, if we wake you better up, be watching. So we're on the West Coast. He's on the East Coast. We wake up at you know, 6.30 in the morning. Ishmael's already said, hey, Lewis, where you at, you little bitch? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, all I do is talk shit on dude, this. I'll, but let, let me clear it up. That dude, if he tells you to do something, jump on it. Yeah. No, because he's, dude, I, I, I was having a conversation with him earlier today. And he's like, you know what, Ishmael, I'm not, I'm gonna stop telling you what to do because every time I tell you what to do, you're about the only fucking person in the industry that actually goes and does it and it fucking does does something out of it. Like, dude, he told me in 2018, he's you're not getting any money. Your 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 problems you need to for your average number one and you build a management system. He's like, once you build a management system, then you have a business. And I'm like, what the fuck you mean a management system? He's like, bro, you don't have a CFO, a controller, uh, a sales manager, a service manager. Like you, you, you think you have them, yeah, but you don't have them. And I think, I think it is. You know, we were talking about this before we even got on here. He's like, hey, you got a CFO? Yeah, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I got, you know, I got every other position. I got sales manager, service Dude. manager, trainers. And you know that CFO position is one that I'm trying to fill. So there's a CFO watching. I am hiring. And to if, if everybody and listening to this fucking podcast, right the fuck now. Okay. I said in Pantheon, when we're at Pantheon, I told everybody, grab your fucking phones and put 10% on your fucking on your tickets all across the board. 10% increase your prices by 10% on install, increase your prices 10% on repairs and service all, all across the board. Nobody's gonna tell you shit. Everybody did it and they fucking were DMing me. Okay. I'm about to tell you the second thing. Go on fucking Indeed right now. Go on Zip Recruiter. Like right the fuck now. Grab somebody and tell them, hey, go on Zip Recruiter and hire a controller, an account manager, a CFO, whatever you want to call them. If you're doing one of $5 million, a controller or a senior accountant would do, right? If you're doing seven, $5 million plus, but you want to grow, CFO. Like you got to fucking hire a CFO yesterday. It's going to cost you 200 grand. Trust and believe in me. Two hundred grand well, is worth every fucking penny. So Ishmael's talking just to hire one, but you actually have to listen to the yeah. motherfucker too. Oh like, yeah, that's half the battle. That's I, half the battle. I want to just spend money, man. No, like, yeah, yeah, no, like, no. You, like, you, know, you like, gotta hire that guy to educate you on what, like, the decisions that you gotta make. Yeah. And I said, and I, I don't know if you heard this before. The analogy I use is the operations, the car. You're the driver position. You're there, push the brake and push the accelerator. The guy next to you is your CFO. That's your co-pilot. Yeah. That guy is the most important fucking key factor next to the operation. That guy has a roadmap of telling you, hey, there's traffic up ahead. I need you to slow down. Hey, step on it. There's no fucking traffic. Summer's here. Push push the gas and let's go. We, we need to start going. Hey, you're good. We, need, we, we, we need to start hiring around this time. We need to start trimming on it. That's the guy that you need. That's your co-pilot. You need that guy. Dude, if you're going to listen to two things I say is increase your fucking prices 
go hire a fucking financial manager or an accountant, CFO, whatever you want to call these smart people, and listen to these guys. These guys are here to help us. No, I understand, man. So, what everybody else really wants to hear about is, you know, what the <laughs> fuck happened between us, right? So, and I'll circle back 2000, 2018. I'm coming up on year four in August. I just, I just left home comfort. I literally came up with Ken. The, the reason I left home comfort was because of my brother. My brother's over here handling the podcast stuff. Thank you, Mike. But my brother, I remember he calls me. He's like, yeah, this guy, Ken was fucking, he was paying everybody like shit, was paying my brother fucking pennies running around like a technician. And he got the nerve to go and start talking shit to my brother. And I said, I called Ken. I said, hey, dude, I said, you talk shit to my brother again, we're going to have some fucking problems. Well, a couple of days later, he starts talking shit again to my brother. I said, okay, cool. And I was sitting at my buddy's pizza shop, started the business, you know, five days later. And, and Ishmael liked to fuck with me when I started a lot. <laughs> so I remember, I remember the, I have, I think I have the text message somewhere on my phone. He says, he texts me. He's like, hey, he's like, what do you, cause he found out I left home comfort. Cause it, I feel like he has his ear on everything. He, I, he has, he's got molds everywhere. <laughs> And if you think it's a joke, he does. He's got a, he probably has a mole in your business in Idaho. He's but got a nice little ear. Yeah, you know, he's listening for everybody. But <laughs> so we found out I left, and he's like, "Oh fuck, you know, he's a good sales guy." So I'm trying to get him right. And I was like, "He's like, yeah, what are you gonna do?" I'm like, "I'm starting my own business." He's like, "You know, fuck." He's like, "Don't do all that, dude." He's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna end up working for me, everyone." Anyway, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, "You know what?" I'm like, "Fuck you." I mean, I'm like, "I'll never work for you." He's like, dude, "He's like, everybody's gonna work at X." And I was like, "Fuck <laughs> you." And that, that was what that, a lot of shit, that's what started it. And the conversation died after that. And we keep going on and on. And then, you know, every once in a while, he just liked to fucking, he liked to poke the bear. So he's like, <laughs> he texts me, you know, you go on my Yelp and he's like, man, that's really weird because that license number is for a general contractor. <laughs> you know, it's, it'd be really a shame if you got caught running the business without a license. And I'm like, but I've never seen my hey, like, Bro, <laughs> they did that to me. They did that to me. Let me tell you that shit. They did that to me and I did it to you just because. I want people to play on an even field. Yeah. If you're going to play ball with me, if you're going to fucking be on the MLB with us and we're going to be fucking competing, everybody's playing on the fucking same field and we're all going to compete. And if whoever wins is a true fucking winner, not, you know, I had a one up because I was using this license and this license insurance and all this bullshit. No, 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 no. Pay your fucking workers comp, pay your general liability, pay your health insurance, pay everything that everybody pays, pay your fucking permit costs, right? Kenny fucking dude, Kenny, Kenny Bell, you know, Jerry Bell and Kenny Bell in 2017, they said, hey, Ishmael, if you fucking keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna go out of business. Go and fucking pull permits on every job. Make sure you finalize the permits, make sure you're charging for the permits. And guess what? I did it the next fucking morning. Yeah. So I'm I, that's why I did. I didn't do it because you know I, I was trying to fuck with you. I'm like, man, if you're gonna play ball, you gotta play ball oh, right, man. The fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it, and, and you know, he would he would keep dropping those little things. The next thing it was like, uh, he would text me randomly, be like, fucking five in the morning, he'd send me a picture of one of my installs. He's like, oh, it looks like you do some really good installs. Like, ah, <laughs> fucking with his emojis and shit. <laughs> Just talking shit. He's like, you know, starting out, like, you hire anybody you can fucking hire. I'm like, dude, I literally had the bad news bears of installers, but in my mind, they were the best installs I ever seen because I didn't know what a hell fucking install even looked like. I didn't give a shit. But, you know, so we started. You we came kept, a long way, though, man, honestly. You oh, yeah. a really, really long way. I got to give you props from. From 2017 or 18, when you started to now, like just seeing how you morphed into, you know, being a little bit more humble, doing this podcast for people, doing your service hero thing. Like the service hero thing to me is the more the the the, the best compliment to the industry that you've done. Like yeah. you did some cool things that absolute. You've done you 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 keep doing some cool things that absolute. But that service hero thing, man, that's cool, man. You're yeah. literally training fucking technicians to go from nothing to making. You know, 100, 150, 200 thousand dollars a year in a year, two years, three years, bro. Yeah. Like, 
you, how many times have you heard me say, like, the problem is that we're competing against each other and, you know, me and you and other people, like, we're so focused on each other's business that, like, we shouldn't do that. We should fucking join forces tomorrow and go and am amplify the message that I've told you before. Hey, join the fucking trades, man. Yeah. We pay better than anybody. Yeah. I don't care if you're a tech company. I don't care if you're a fucking restaurant business. I don't care what industry you, you're in. The trades pay better. So yeah. that's what that's that's my new message, man. That's my new unity. That's my new hustle. Is is trying to get everybody to join the trades. Not like it's not about absolute and next gen and service champion. It's not. It's not about that anymore. It's about fixing the biggest problem in the industry and the biggest problem that the industry has and will have for the next 10, 15 years is nobody fucking wants to work for a contractor. Nobody yeah. wants to be a plumber. Nobody wants to be a technician. Nobody wants to be an installer. Why? Because they don't know. Yeah. They don't know the fucking amount of wealth that you can have that you can have here in the trades. And that's what me and you got to team up. Me and you, and Lewis and Anthony, and all these guys that are influencing in the industry. Well, I think I think that's 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 what I'm about, right? Like I think that a lot of people are like, well, why? You know, me and Ishmael were loud and stuff, but we bring a different energy well, to the industry. So, like, you know, I talk to these manufacturers and I stop and, and even my event, right? So I have my Vegas event coming up. People are like, well, why should I come to your event? I said, look, it ain't like the others. Dude, things, by right? the way, that event, let me give you props on that. That event, if you don't fucking, like, there's three events you got to go through in the year, right? And this is a compliment. Pantheon, for sure, right? Uh, Rhino, for sure. Yeah. And, and and Service Rocket. Dude, those three events, yeah. you got to go to. If you go to those events, you're going to learn more in those three events than any of these fucking you know, best practice dude, groups that they're trying to sell you on. Dude, all these trade shows. So last year, you know, I, I didn't know. I've never thrown an event. I just said, hey, me and Brent, me and Brent Buckley are like, well, okay, we're going to do this. And all of a sudden it started growing and we had oh, yeah. a Cardone and all this shit. And it was badass. So it was the same same day as across the street was EGIA's epic event, right? And then we had my event and everyone like, because a Goodman sponsored that, they sponsored mine. They came over. They're like, this is a different energy. Oh, yeah. I said, this is the, this is the new generation. This is where we're going. No one wants that fucking snore fest across the street. So <laughs> I remember it was funny because Weldon Long, Weldon Long's a speaker at EGIA and he's got to be fucking with his fucking bow tie on. has can't talk. He comes over on buns and shit. Hey, what's up, motherfuckers? Yep, and he I starts remember. cussing and people are like, dude, that's a total different Weldon Long than over here. Oh, yeah. I said, we're changing the way people operate. Like we want, like my shit is all about, we're going to bring high level content. We're going to talk real. We're not going to yep. bullshit you. Yep. And then we're going to fucking party. Like I throw some big ass after parties and shit like that. Oh, and, and uh, people like, I don't, I don't even want, I go to these other trade shows. I'm like, well, dude, why didn't they come here? It's boring. It was. You're just, all you're doing is trying to sell me shit. There's exactly. not even, there's no content. Exactly. My shit's about content, having a good time. Obviously I got Ishmael that's coming out. Obviously it's, you know, it's a big deal to, to have him and, and a multitude of other people that are coming. But I'm trying to bring people from not just our industry, other industry to come together, teach you guys how to run your or how to how to operate a business, how to make it more fun. Oh, yeah. The the guys that are going to win in the next 10 years are the guys that know how to make the make this industry fun, make their companies fun, make people want to work. Contracting is fucking boring, bro. Dude, look at don't take my word for it. Look at all these fucking contractors that, you know, trying to figure it out. They've been in the same shop for 10, 15 years and they got a shitty bathroom and they wonder why nobody wants to work for them. It's like, bro. Have you ever been to next year? Like, yeah. you know, I feel bad for people that go and apply at other places and they go and apply at next year because they see our shop and they're holy shit. Fucking music playing and yeah. fucking glass windows. And you walk in, there's like a tech company in there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, that's the next generation of contracting. You got to make this shit fun and you got to pay these people fucking so much money 
that we're not fighting for labor. We're taking labor from the restaurant industries, the Uber industry, the fucking the tech industry. Like we're taking labor from them and people actually want to be in our industry instead of grabbing each other's labor and just paying people more. That's the next concept that you guys need to, that everybody in the industry needs to focus on is, is taking labor from another industry or creating labor, an actual workforce that wants to be a plumber, wants to be a technician, wants to be an electrician. That's where we all capitalize because we all win if, if we can make that happen. I think that's the number one question everybody asks me. Where do you get all these people? How did Ishmael hire all these people? I said, dude, have you? I said, <laughs> I said, go, go right now. Just pretend like you don't work at your fucking business. Pull up to your office and what do you feel like? <laughs> How do you fucking feel? I walk in, I, I do a lot of the traveling and I'm all over the country doing Tracy do training. I'm not doing that anymore. But when I was going, I'm like, I wouldn't fucking work here. I wouldn't I was like, dirty. There's nothing's clean. Yes. Everybody's fucking all over the place. Yes. There's nothing exciting about being there. What is your office and what does your office say about your culture? Right when you walk in, you're going to know that culture right away. When I walked, I went, I've been over to Next Gen. I walk in, dude, everybody's proud, right? They're happy to work there. Oh, yeah. You come to my office and they're proud to work there. Like, yep. you know, Ishmael is the first time he's been to my training facility yep. here. He's like, dude, this thing's fucking badass. Clean. I said, this is where I bring people to recruit them. They come here, they're like, dude, what the fuck? This is cool. It's right off the freeway. Right off the freeway. It's that true, was, man. you know, that made obviously the location's good, but one of the things you got to make these people feel a certain way when they come to you work. Have to, and now imagine you have your call center reps, you have 10 call center reps in a fucking dingy yes. little office. With fucking uh, cubicles. And I'm like, God damn it. Why not? How many times I got to tell you guys, Get those fucking cubicles out of here. No fuss in the cubicle, okay? It's an open area platform. It feels like a tech company. That's what you can fucking make this shit look like. It's not fucking cubicles and hiding and fucking half of them are sleeping. You walk next year, there's fucking 40 desks all in the open field. There's no fucking ceiling. There's speakers playing around. There's people walking in with Starbucks and donuts. And dude, yeah. literally, I'm riding around in a fucking hoverboard all day. You know, the first time I pulled up to a shop, and I, I think it was, uh, he needed to buy some equipment at that point because he was one of the vendors didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> and so he's like, hey, bring me some equipment. I show up there, and this dude's fucking, he's on his phone. He pulls up, and, it's, and he's got his hoverboard. I'm like, dude, come on, bro. I get the fuck out of here. I, no. can't, I can't even pretend like it. No. But, but it, it, that kind of stuff gets people, it just melts, makes it more welcoming. One of the things I got to ask you, have you ever, have you ever gone and, at, and gone to your phone company and actually looked at how many texts did you send in a month? I feel like no, I've never, bro. I feel like just, you're the most relentless <laughs> motherfucker on a text message I ever oh, met. Like, I can't even imagine how you keep up with it. Like, dude, seriously, how do you keep up with that? That is my, like, the one thing I do really, really, really good is recruit, right? Yeah. I recruit really, really good. I market okay, right? Like I learned okay. to, <laughs> I learned to simplify my marketing. But the one thing that I do is I pay attention to fucking people. Yeah. Like the 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 key to winning in the industry is gonna be labor, right? So if I know, and I've known this for years, and then Lewis again, Lewis Bruno was probably one of the biggest impacts in in the next gen era. If I've known since day one that in order for you to win in any industry that's service based or whatever. Labor will always win. Yeah. So if, if I know, right, knowing how competitive I am, if I know that labor will win, the one thing I fucking work on every single day is acquire more labor. It's not marketing. It's not financials. I hire people for that, right? Yeah. I hired a marketing company and I check up on them. Hey, I give them ideas. Hey, I want the X there. I want the next gen level here. I want red, white, and blue. I want this, this, and that. I do the, the creative behind it. Just enough to keep it where I want next year to be looked at. And then on the financing, and I look at my PLs, I sit down with my CFO, we go through some things, and he tells me, and I tell him, look, this is another nugget I'm gonna tell you guys. 
when you fucking look at a PL statement, when you look at a balance sheet, when you're looking at your financials, at your, at your cash flow statements, work on one fucking thing. Don't go in there and be like, oh, my fucking overhead, my, my cost of materials, this, 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 my, for my purchasing is out of control, my, my labor, my, all this shit. It fucking clutters you. So I sit down with my CFO and I tell him one thing. Look, Mark, you're fucking way too smart, bro. Okay? <laughs> Number one, don't treat me, uh, treat me like a fuck. Like put like the a, training wheels on. <laughs> I, tell, I, tell, I tell this to everybody. Talk to me like if you're talking to a golden retriever. Okay? Yeah. Don't talk to me with big words and try to fucking simplify things. Tell me one thing I should do in the PL so I can make an impact. And I'm going to go and I'm going to fucking make sure that we get it done. Oh, Ishmael, your overhead's creeping. Okay, cool. That's it. I don't want to fucking know anything. You know. Why Why are we netting 14%? We should be netting 8%. Ishmael, your, your overhead, but it's because of growth there. I'm like, my one overhead. Okay, cool. Let me go. Let me find out the deficiency in the, hey, Ishmael, you're not priced properly. That's it. That's yeah. what we're going to work on. So when you look at a PL statement, it's going to tell you exactly, and it has to be accurate, number one. Number two, it has to be done by a professional CFO controller, somebody high level. But when you look at it, just grab one fucking thing. Stop trying to be smart. Stop trying to like reinvent the wheel. Grab one thing on that PL and go work on it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think the, the one thing is knowing knowing what part of that wheel you are, right? There's a flywheel in a business, right? Like which part are you? And, and Ishmael, you took over the, the role of recruiter, right? Recruiter, because that's what you're good at, right? And that's and what I enjoy. You enjoy I'm it. pretty good at it. And I fucking enjoy the fuck at it. I love the, I love the, the, I love the match of like, that guy doesn't want to work here. It's like, it's probably, like chasing a girl for you. Yeah, it's, it's like exactly what it is. Yeah. So when I, when I know that somebody's really high level, like Daniel Royce. Yeah. Dude, when I, when I DM Daniel Royce, I just said hi to him. I'm like, Hey buddy, I just want to say like Daniel Royce, a $7 million fucking project manager, right? He's, he's a beast. beast. He was at service champion for fucking 15, 15 years. I mean, I DM them just to say, hey, man, I know who you are. You know, this is Ishmael. I own a little company called Next Gen. And he's like, you don't know fucking no small company. What's up, Ishmael? And I fucking got on the phone and I'm like, done. Like, I actually enjoy the challenge of, number one, beating beating somebody. But number two, like, actually doing the whole process of, like, hey, I got to, like, cater to them. Like, tell them why they should work with us. And, yeah. Like not sell them on it. Like, but, but show them. Dude, you sold them on the Raider tickets. I mean, that was, <laughs> he's like, this will promise you Raider tickets. And Daniel's like, right? like give me them Raider tickets. But, but me finding out that that's what it's going to take. That's the chase that I love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 100%. So you just got this deal done. Right. And this is the, you know, I sat, you know, I choose to talk about and I said, look, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> if I saw my business like that, so we built this identity. We built our, like our, our being is circled around like everybody knows Ishmael and next gen. Everybody yep. knows me and absolute. Like yep. that's like that's our baby. So what's what's that been like as uh, going through that transition? Bro, put it this way, we're in diligence for 92 days. Okay. We're in diligence for 92 days. 92 days I woke up at five in the morning <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna call this guy right now. I'm gonna cancel everything. <laughs> it's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's and I kept, I kept doing, I kept talking myself. I would, I would sit down, and my wife would sometimes look at me like, "What's wrong with you, man? Like, why aren't you talking?" I'm like, "You don't get it. I'm trying to think, okay? Yeah, for you, me to think, for me to think requires energy." Have you seen that the Pablo, the Pablo Escobar one where he's sitting by the pool? <laughs> That's me right there, bro. I'm like, it's because I'm, I, like, I'm so dumb. I gotta like, okay, I gotta think, okay, okay, calm down. Let's think about everything that we needed there. So that's what it was, man. Every, 92 days of diligence. The deal got done. Mike, our CFO, got us through it. You know, to me, 
one of the reasons why I did well, the main reason why I did it was for my girls, right? I have four beautiful girls, my wife that I, that I love, and I wanted to make sure that 100% they're taken care of. The second reason why I did it is because every motherfucker in this industry was talking shit on Ishmael's laundering money. Ishmael works for the Ishmael. Is it? That's the truth. <laughs> you know how many times I heard that shit? Vendors would come up to me, bro. Employees would come up to me. People that I didn't even know I would be playing golf or be in a bar and like, and people would literally think that I was laundering money. I'm like, okay, cool. I gotta get this deal done. And it will shut, it will, it will, and I'll give you a funny story after it will, it will solidify what I did, what I did for what we did as, as a group for six years. And I wanted to do that, the deal for that. It was the solidification, chasing the solidification of making sure that, dude, if 92 days of diligence, bro, Pricewater was the one that audited us. These motherfuckers looked at every single penny that ever went in and out of the company. Yeah. Okay. So for the deal to happen, bro, was fucking insane. Okay. And once the deal was ha uh, happened, I had to go buy the Lambo just to say fuck you yeah. to everybody. But number two, it was it was for it was a hundred percent to 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 give people a perception of, of, of oh shit he did do it right. Yeah. Right. And that was one of the main reasons why I, I drove that deal and made sure that we got the deal done. It was more for the people that were like, oh, that's a fake business. He's going to go down to House of Cards, this and that. Now it solidified me. But 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 it also is going to inspire the next 25 year old to be like, damn, Ishmael just sold this fucking company for hundreds of millions think, of, of dollars. I think talking to people. Right. Like and, you know, I talked to you know, a couple of people are like, dude, it's, it's such a different thing. I said, dude, these young guys, they don't want to do it for a long time. They want to come in. They oh, want to do it fast. They want, they want to get in, but get in and make their money. And that's why we've the younger generation is trying to oh, take yeah. over this shit because it's like, dude, we know, we know it. Oh, hey, yeah. how do we get reviews? How do we do this? Oh, all the importance of all the little of things like that. But how do you flip fast. a business though, bro? That's that's the dude, question, right? That's the question. How dude, do you how do you get someone to want to buy your it, fucking accounting property? Grab a fucking grab all those people and actually build the department that will solidify you when that happens, dude. Because I could have been like everybody else, not hired a CFO, not hired a controller, not hired an accounting team, not had a, a management team that could back it up. And when that offer came in the table, guess what? They would have looked at the business and they'd be like, "Shut the fuck up! You got nothing here. There's nothing here. There's yeah. literally what everybody thinks. That's what's in there." Yeah. So so and 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 it goes back to Lewis again. Lewis told me, like, hey, Shmuel, you got to structure that fucking company, man. Like, everything's you right now. You're going to get it to $30 million, but that's you. That's your drive. That's your hustle. You got to smarten up, man. Yeah. Grab the fucking people that you need and structure the management team and, and the accounting team. When that opportunity came, right, 2021 or 22, when the opportunity came and the right price was there and the, the right team was there, that's when I execute. Well, that's one of the things too is you know a lot of people don't they think about the they think about the end game, but not the things that that go into it beforehand, right? You, your business right now, if you own a business, if it should always be set up that if someone came in today and wanted to offer you money, you'd be able to sell it right then. Right? That's right. That was something that Judge Graham talked to me about when I first went to this business coaching. He's like, dude, you should your business should always be set up that if someone came in today and made you an offer, you're ready to go today. And and we talked to so many of these guys, and it's like. Dude, you're you're focusing on the wrong thing. Dude, dude, everybody's a sales driver. Everybody's an installer. Everybody's a technician. Everybody's that. Ninety nine percent or ninety nine and a half percent of our competition don't know what they don't know, right? They don't know that the business is never going to be valued if they never clean up their financials. Yeah. And that's what they don't know. And that's the one thing that me and you and every influence out there, Tommy Mello and Louis Bruno and Anthony and all these guys, we have to focus and make sure that people know. Guys, this is a business. 
Yes, we love to talk shit. Yes, the next generation is different. Yes, the next generation is loud. Yes, the next generation is flashy. That's the way we are, man. We're not going to listen to the old dudes telling us what to do. I remember like, that's who that's who we are. I remember uh, it was Ken Ken Goodrich telling me I had to wear I had to wear start wearing a suit and tie to work. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I ain't wearing a fucking suit and tie to work. It ain't gonna happen, dude. It ain't me. No. I can't I can't go and pretend. No, we're, I'm not gonna we are who that. we are. So right. So let's do things right. If I can give you one piece of advice right now, go structure your accounting team. Everybody out there. I don't care if you're if you think you know what you're doing. If I walk in the door and I ask you three questions and those three questions don't make sense, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. If I'm gonna walk in the door and I'm gonna ask you for your average ticket, your I'm gonna ask you for your overhead and I'm gonna ask you for total revenue. If I ask you those three things, I can literally tell you how profitable you are. And if I, if I ask you those questions and they don't make sense, I'm gonna call you out on it. So go and structure your financial team so that when somebody walks in the door and they ask you these kind of questions, they go like, holy shit, he knows what the fuck he's doing. There's something here to yeah. work with. Yeah. We are going to buy this guy. We're part with this. I remember 2019, we're in Vegas at uh, Service World, Service World in Vegas, and we're all we're all at the Paris Hotel. And I yeah. saw, we saw you there. Uh, Ken was there. Yeah. Lewis was there. Landon remember, was there. Landon was there. I've never, I've never <laughs> the met bitch. <laughs> I don't think he's in either of our groups, so yeah, he ain't gonna see this one. But I hope so, so we, uh, I'm sitting out, I'm sitting at the bar, and all of a sudden, Lewis comes up. I never met him before, and point we were about five million dollars in the first year. My fucking head is big. Love it. I don't know how much money I had. Right? Lewis comes up, he's like, start talking. He's like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, hey, my name's Victor. Blah blah. He's like, tell me about your business. I was like, oh, you know, patient like five million. He's like, how many employees do you have? You know, he's like, I'm this many. He's like, oh, that's cool. You're how much money? How much money are you losing? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Oh yeah. And I didn't know who he was at the time. Dude, I'm telling you. So me and Lewis have a competition going. That like, dude, dude. Before I would sit down and I would ask these people that, dude, I had 200, 300 people come to my shop already, and I, they all have the same problem: recruiting and financials, right? But like, I got it from Lewis, man. I got it from him. He would come in the fucking door and he would ask me questions and he would ask me all these questions and I would fucking work my way around it. Until I learned what he was doing, dude, all he was doing is trying to clear, like, the, the in his head, those fucking questions he's asking well, you, he's telling you exactly where you're you at. You can watch him. He sits there, and oh, he's, yeah. just, he's thinking like a little calculator. Dude, my idol, he's, man. he's just sitting there. That's and, why I talk about you know, him all the time. That dude is a beast, man. Well, you know what we got to do, though? We should get together, send him some new shoes, some new shirts. Some, you got to dress right, that guy. Yeah. That guy looking like fucking oh, he's going to Vegas, too, right? Yeah, he should be in Vegas. I don't know if he's going to show up. Oh, he better show shit, up. I'm, I'm going to bring on on the stage. I'm going to bring I'm gonna let everybody know the story behind him because that dude is the most underrated contractor right now because of what happened to him. And then let me tell you something. It could have happened to me, it could happen to you, it could have happened to anybody in this fucking industry. Yeah. So shut the fuck up when you talk about him. Number one. Number two, learn to fucking respect people, right? Yeah. Because you don't know what people have been through to get to where they're at. Yeah. So that dude's dude, I'm telling you, I can't wait to pump him up and and on yeah. stage because that guy, that guy's the that guy's the future of this industry. I know, I know. Lewis is watching, man. We got to get you to Vegas. We'd love to have you on stage. So love my little buddy. I saw, <laughs> so I was scrolling through my Facebook the other day and I saw something sexy and I was looking at. I was like, "What is that? I gotta see it. What is that? Let me touch it." And it was Nuve, man. What the hell's going on with that? What's going on with that thing? Come talk about it. I'm gonna tell you something right now, okay? I fixed I fixed everybody's the the number one thing everybody talks about. Okay, this is this is a generational thing. Leland, um, Kenny, all the membership. Everybody, well, they, talks those about guys are so old they have to use the fucking dial. Dude, one, you everybody know talks about memberships, and, and, and dude, I respect those dudes. Every like, I love those dudes. I respect them. I learned a lot from them. Right? The number one thing people that they talk about is membership, membership, member. You gotta fucking build your membership. The membership is everything. Members, 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 members. There's a new membership. There's a new membership. It's called Nuve. 
Okay. Once the Nuve, once Nuve gets in, dude, we got our first prototype last week. Sexy as fuck, number one. Number two, it is going to change the way the contracting world is viewed and it's going to glue the technology sector into our contracting world and it's going to give us what the technology company has. Dude, Service Titan, Sarah, all these guys, bro, they get valued on future fucking revenue. Yeah. They get valued on stupid multiples. They get, dude, yeah, it's they, they're they losing they money. They don't have to make money. Bro, they don't have to make money. They're losing money and their valuation is $100 billion, $10 billion, $5 billion. Nuts. Why the fuck are we doing all the work? They're a technology company. My, my, by the way, mad props to what they did. They helped our industry. But we are the heart and soul of this company. We got to take control. We got to get treated just as equal as everybody else. So what Nuve is going to do is going to give us, is going to glue in that technology into our sector, and it's going to give us the valuations that we deserve. We, dude, everybody's fighting for fucking $15, $20, 20x multiple on their valuation. Everybody's pumping their chest because ghetto sold for this and get next gen. So, dude, we're getting pennies, man. We're yeah. getting pennies, and that's what pisses me off. Everybody's pumping their chest on pennies. Wait till we hit billions. We should be valued at billion dollars, not fucking technology, not like, dude, we do everything. Yep. Without us, nothing works. Do you understand that? The highest valuation should be us, the yep. contractor, yep. the heart and soul, not the manufacturers, the technology. All, the, all those are tools that we use, but we're still the users. Yep. And that's what we're going to fix. And I feel like, in, and obviously, and the last thing, it's sexy. That's oh, important. Yeah. It's got to look sexy. Oh, right? yeah. It's got to look think, sexy. I think that's the, the big thing. I, say. I was talking to someone, and I'm like, I don't remember what software I was looking at, but I'm like, it's not sexy. If it ain't sexy, oh. no one's buying it anymore. Dude, yeah. have you heard Aura story? Uh, the, the no, so Aura, right, the founder of Service Time. So they build Service Time for 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 a, plum, a huge plumbing company. So they they build it. They get it all done, and they look at it. Aura looks at the dashboard, at the main dispatch board, and he goes like, that shit looks fucking ugly. Yeah, he hires. Okay, and this is a conversation me and him. He hires this fucking French designer or like this fucking industry designer that does clothing. Or I don't know what the fuck he does. Nothing to do with software. He hires them, changes the whole fucking look of service time. And when people started looking at it, they were like, "Oh shit, that looks sexy." Man. Yeah, that looks cool. That's I want that. Yep. And that's what that, that that's what that, that's what we're working on. New, new looks sexy, man. Not only does it look good, it's actually going to help you. And I can't give you everything right now because we're literally, I just placed the order for 5,000 thermostats. They're going to get here in a couple, I would say in the next three to four weeks. But once it comes out, once I, once we data, beta test it with NextGen and, and other companies, I am going to help everybody in this fucking industry get a higher valuation. Number one, the new membership's coming out and that's called moving. Man, I'm excited, man. <laughs> you had a lot of great things going on, Ishmael. And it's obviously the data cube, Nuve, obviously NextGen, man. It's been a, uh, it's been fun competing with you, but it's been more fun not competing with you anymore. We're not really competing because we both we both understand our position in the industry. Like we have we have an obligation to lead the next generation to help to help these guys as much as we can. And a lot of people ask me what my motivation is. I'm like, and, and I don't do it. I don't do it selfishly. I literally try to help as many people as I can. Well, within reason, because I mean, I only got one fucking. I can only text as fast as myself. <laughs> I can't text as much as this. Generally, as, as you see over the next 10 years, you're going to see a lot of things shifting in the industry. And I think that uh, I am, I'm proud to be one of the guys just with you trying to help Dude, us to try to help lead the way. And you're fucking killing it, man. You keep doing exactly what you're doing. And trust me, there's a there's a seat in position for you that people are going to remember you at, right? And uh, and the bottom line, how you said it, man, we're here to we're here to help the industry in the industry. We're not here to, you know, 
take advantage of people. And by all means, you that hero academy that you built, mad props to it. This podcast, mad props to it. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm grateful, man. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, honestly, it's uh, it's been cool, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the Service Rocket podcast. I'm going to continue to do this every single week. I'm going to bring on some badass guests, and, and I'm hoping to help move the industry forward. And, and I cannot wait to see everybody October 20th through 22nd. Uh, so Resort World, La- Resort World Las Vegas. If you guys don't get your tickets, you're crazy. Gotta it's going to be, be the event of the year. Go to Service Rocket Network com sign up today you can buy your tickets uh reach out to me i'll give you guys 250 dollars off for listening to the podcast today can't wait to see you guys in vegas ishmael pleasure man thank you thank you so much appreciate it see you guys